You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball today with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter on this Tuesday, the 24th of January. Adam, thank you so much for the time. Welcome back uh, from vacation. And, uh, Adam, not to start things on a, on a down note, certainly, but uh, what happened to the Steelers Sunday? I really thought they had a chance. Yeah, I think uh, it's a pretty consensus around Pittsburgh that they were outcoached and outplayed. And I think the uh, you know outplayed is one thing, but the bigger concern is being outcoached. Uh, that's that happens to a lot of people with Bill Belichick, but it was a, a concerning level of being outcoached, if you will. So uh, a really disappointing end to a, otherwise what I hope people will realize was a really good season for the Steelers. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, when talking with uh, friends and family members, uh, you know, I was adamant and I said, I really think – the Steelers have a chance. I, I said, you know, you don't hear a lot about Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, but uh, that is as good of a of a holy trinity of offense as you'll find in in the NFL. I really thought they'd give the 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 uh, Patriots fits. Didn't quite happen. And now we're hearing that uh, you know Big Ben is contemplating retirement. Is is that getting a lot of talk radio play in your neck of the woods? That is getting all of the talk radio play in my <laughs> neck of the woods. Yeah, I mean, he came, came out today and said he's, he's thinking about it. I don't, it could just be one of those things to say at the end of the season. I'm sure everybody in our profession even probably says it at the end of every season. You know, you get to the end of that marathon, you put mm-hmm. in so much work, and you're like, all right, I'm going to take a step back. But I'm sure he'll be back next year. It's uh, It'll be an interesting off season, though, or, you know, football off season as we head into the real baseball season here there in you Pittsburgh. Go. There you go. Yes, ba- baseball always has uh, – take center stage and the other sports just kind of, you know, wait in line uh, for their turn. So uh, a disappointing end uh, for the uh, Steelers season in the AFC title game, but uh, hope springs eternal for the 2017 uh, Pirates. And uh, Adam, one question that I asked your NL Central colleagues uh, last week and did not get a chance, not, I have the chance to ask you was that uh, give me one player, maybe two, but at least one that's changed teams this off season, whether via free agency or the trade market, and it kind of made you think to yourself, boy, that guy would have been a perfect fit for this Pirates team. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with two here. One uh, one free agent and one trade, and both actually fairly recent. Um, the, the free agent would be Brett Anderson, the pitcher, former Dodger, who just signed with the Cubs. Uh, he seemed like kind of a natural sort of bounce-back reclamation project type kind of guy that the Pirates have had a lot of success with uh, over the last couple of years. He's a left-hander, which is not something they have. Uh, in spades in their rotation right now um, injury history which is probably the concern but uh, you know you figure if you could get a couple of good starts out of him he would have made some sense I think uh, the Pirates had some interest earlier this offseason uh, that seemed like it might have been a fit but he obviously saw a better opportunity with the Cubs uh, then the other one the the trade candidate is another left-hander Drew Smiley um, who recently went to the Mariners to join their rotation uh, the Pirates had some talks with the Rays at the trade deadline about some of their starters. I think Matt Moore probably would have been more of the focus there, but Smiley's somewhat similar as a left-hander. Uh, got a little bit of team control left. Uh, so I thought that might have made some sense, but even then the acquisition cost was pretty high for a guy with Smiley's track record. So I, I can't really blame the Pirates for going in you know, another direction in both cases. I think getting back Yvonne Nova was the priority, and it worked out, but there were a couple of those kind of guys that I think might have made some sense. Uh, you know, basically, if you go through every starting pitcher that's signed, at the time you could have made kind of an argument for a lot of them, especially the bounce-back guys. Andrew Kashner is another name who comes to mind. Um, guys who might have made some sense in the Pirates rotation, but 
you know, for the most part, it seems like they've got it, uh, you know, figured out and they're aiming higher with a guy like Jose Quintana than, you know, just sort of settling on back end guys. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, Anderson goes to the Cubs and Smiley uh, to the Mariners, uh, two lefties there that would have looked good in Pirates uniforms. And the one other lefty you just mentioned, uh, Jose Quintana, I know this is something that we beat to death every single week, so why stop now? Is there any steam, any momentum whatsoever in any potential talks that, you know what, the Pirates could still pull the trigger for a trade for this guy? Or at this point, is it pretty much dead? I wouldn't say it's dead, but I wouldn't say there's been any momentum. I think it's probably in about the same place that it's been in through the off season, which is you know the White Sox are going to set a high asking price. Somebody like an Austin Meadows and a couple of other, uh, you know, at least one other top prospect, and then a couple of other uh, good prospects on top of that. And uh, you know, if the Pirates can't find a midpoint, uh, you know, sort of a, a settle that they like, I, I really don't see the deal happening. Uh, last week when I was flying solo, I ran through a long. Uh, <laughs> monologue about all the prospects and you know the top prospects and where they fit in the Pirates both near and long-term future so you can certainly understand the argument behind you know not going all in I don't want to say is is the way that it would be perceived uh, by trading away a couple of top you know quality prospects future big leaguers for for one starter but you know there's still some time left in the offseason and Jose Quintana's not uh, you know an expiring contract anytime too soon so uh, you know a deal still could happen but it doesn't seem like there's been a ton of uh, positive momentum, at least publicly, uh, toward deal going down. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, but then again, uh, never say never. And uh, I want to uh, commend you, uh, while I'm thinking of it, for going solo for, what was it, 14 minutes last week? Was that it? I think if you round up, it was 14 minutes, yeah. I mean, I, look, I get winded talking for 14 seconds, and I need a break, <laughs> and then I need you guys to chime in with your opinions. So I commend you for going 14 minutes uh, solo that you know, they, it truly was the Adam Barry show last week. Unfortunately for your listeners, I'm back this week. But uh, hats off to you uh, for the solo effort last week. Uh, you definitely earned your gold star uh, one week ago. Uh, so Adam, moving on. Uh, I know that uh, you and the other team reporters were asked to name the best free agent signing in uh, your team's history, and uh, we kind of joked before we hit the record button that uh, it's a short list for the for the Pirates franchise, but there have been a couple. So of those couple, uh, who stands out to you? Yeah, well, what made it a little tougher for the Pirates were some of the parameters that we placed on this sort of thought experiment, which is it has to be a multi-year contract, no one-year deals, and that one-year deal is typically where the Pirates live in free agency. Um, and you can't count contract extensions to current players. So that really kind of you know weeds out a lot of the Pirates candidates here, but Fortunately, I think there's still one really good uh, candidate, which was my pick, and that would be Russell Martin. Uh, he signed a two-year, $17 million deal uh, in the winter of 2012. Obviously, he got right behind the plate and helped lead the Pirates back to the postseason. He probably wasn't the most valuable player on any of those teams. Andrew McCutcheon was the MVP in 13. McCutcheon was really good again in 14, as was uh, Starling Marte So and Josh Harrison that year as well. Um, but Marte was really a huge presence. He fit basically everything the Pirates wanted in a catcher and as an offensive player he grinded out at bats he was a great pitch framer he worked well with uh, the Pirates pitching staff and he was a really good clubhouse presence too he kind of bought into everything the Pirates were selling at that point and as a veteran with some experience you know he played in LA and New York made it easier for the guys to kind of to buy in as well if they saw him as a this veteran with all this experience you know willing to go along with what the team was preaching and you know, do, uh, preaching positive work ethic and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
more advanced metrics and advanced uh, some of the stuff they've done with, uh, you know, body monitoring and stuff like that, wearing the, the Zephyr harness vest, stuff like that. He was really critical in all that, basically clubhouse culture and uh, just uh, sort of bringing about a, a team that expected to win as opposed to a team that had grown accustomed to losing for 20 straight seasons. Uh, so he was my top pick. Uh, a couple of guys worth mentioning was uh, Francisco Liriano's first uh, contract. He got $1 million in 2013 uh, with a $6 million option for 14. Uh, that turned out to be a really good deal. As we know, his uh, subsequent three-year $39 million contract did not pan out so well, which is why he is no longer a Pirate. A couple of other ones going back a little bit. Before the 2003 season, some quietly really good free agent signings, a lot of one-year deals. Uh, Reggie Sanders, Kenny Lofton, Matt Stairs, uh, Jeff Sapon, guys who, who really worked out either as players or as uh, trade bait. So those are a couple of deals worth mentioning, uh, but really where they've had most of their success lately in terms of signing contracts is with extensions. It all starts with Andrew McCutcheon's six-year $51.5 million deal uh, sort of set the tone for where the Pirates are at right now. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, you know, going back to uh, Russell Martin, he just always seems to be one of those uh, glue guys, like you pointed mm-hmm. out, to never the most uh, valuable player on any team. But uh, he's. it seems like wherever he goes, he wins, and that's no mm-hmm. accident. And he certainly did his part with the Pirates for those couple years and getting them back to the postseason uh, each time. So, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, uh, the Hall of Fame vote came out last week. Of course, uh, Cooperstown will welcome Avon Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, and uh, and I'm forgetting the third. I knew this would happen. Who is the third guy? It was Tim Raines. Tim Raines. How could I forget Rock Raines for crying out loud? Tim Raines. <laughs> in his tenth and final year on the ballot, joining uh, the other two uh, in Cooperstown this year. But uh, one guy that's not quite there yet, but is gaining momentum, is uh, Barry Bonds. He was up to 53.8 this year and uh adam i want to get uh your take kind of on the the pulse of the the city where uh barry bonds is concerned because he only spent a third of his career in pittsburgh and i know that he's pretty much uh, a god in san francisco and that's where he achieved uh most of his notoriety both good and bad for whatever he did or may have not done you know whatever your opinion on that is he achieved his notoriety in san francisco but what is the opinion about him in Pittsburgh these days where he spent his first seven seasons? Is it is there the support there that there is in San Francisco? Do people really not care? Do they consider him a pirate after all? Uh, what is the take there on him? Yeah, I think people recognize that, you know, Bonds obviously began his career here and he was a really good player here for, for a handful of years. I, I think the support is probably similar to what you see throughout the country as far as how people feel about his career as a whole based on the you know the PED stuff and whether or not that affects his Hall of Fame candidacy. I think that that's kind of the dividing line. It's not entirely different uh, than it is throughout the rest of the country. I know, for example, like you know, you go on Twitter and you see a lot of people are really big Barry Bonds fans and that's a little bit of a younger base, you know, people who might have been uh, kids when he was playing for the Pirates or you know, people who really remember him more from San Francisco, but know that he was a pirate. And, you know, they respect his numbers. They respect his production. And I think, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, where we're all these questions about his career start to come in, we're, we're really in San Francisco. So people can point to this Pittsburgh part of his career as saying, no, look, this is where he established himself as a Hall of Fame, you know, a potential future Hall of Fame player. So, and he did it allegedly clean. So, I think people can respect that part, uh, 
you know, of his legacy in, in how it relates to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Adam, he won uh, how many of his MVPs with the Pirates? Was it one or two? Uh, catching me on the spot here. I think it was just the one. I think so too, um, but I can't quite remember. I think I know he won one in his last year before heading to the Giants, and I can't recall if he won it the year before that. But I think we can agree on at least one. Is that a good answer? No, it was two. Sorry, it was two. two. Okay, two his, yeah, he won two in his last three years in Pittsburgh. 90 okay, ninety-two. There we go. Baseball reference comes to the rescue yet again. And uh, Adam Barry, you did as well. Thanks so much for the time uh, on this Tuesday. We will do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymar signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.